Hello and welcome to the Red Sky Fuel for Thought podcast. My name is Laura Growlick. I'm an account executive at Havas Red for Merged Media, and I will be your host today. So now that the door to 2023 is firmly closed and the door to 2024 is thrust open, we feel the importance of reflecting on the year before and making predictions on what to expect in the public relations and marketing landscape. On today's episode, we're focusing specifically on the virtual landscape of social, where we'll review how our 2023 predictions panned out and we'll dive into our predictions for 2024. Joining me in my discussion today are Nancy Anderson, SVP of Social and Content at Havas Ren US, and Audrey Arbogast, Associate Vice President and Influencer Lead at Havas Ren US. All right, so we're going to get started by time traveling to 2023, taking a look at a few of our social predictions from that year. Now, I think that most of our listeners will agree there is no other way to describe 2023 than totally and completely chaotic. There's a reason that this word was chosen as Havas Red's 2023 word of the year. Last year, the world experienced war, climate disaster, mass shootings, and economic upheaval among several other tragedies and challenges. In our 2024 predictions, Havas Red CEO James Wright outlined for us, in years past, brands would not have been expected to have a viewpoint on any of these global matters, but these days are long gone. And as communicators, it's our role to navigate brands through these choppy waters. Thankfully, our yearly predictions are designed as a beacon to help brands in doing this. And for that reason, we're excited to reflect on 2023 and prepare you for 2024. Nancy and Audrey, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Hi there. So let's now take a little bit of a rewind and reflect on January 2023. Nancy, can you give us a brief overview of our social predictions from last year? Yeah, sure. There's two predictions from 2023 that really stick out to me. News takes on social shape in which every brand acts like a news brand, so to speak, helping their audiences by providing meaningful content that educates and empowers them. And then there was behind the brand where we predicted both B2B and B2C brands would prioritize all forms of people-led content production from employee and customer advocacy programs to influencer co-creation and serialized branded content production. And this is exactly what you're seeing from consumer to cause to corporate brands, both of these predictions showing up in concert across social feeds. You see beauty and wellness brands showing transparency in their ingredients and how to best use their products and pharmaceutical and life science companies finding engaging ways to break down complex jargon for a general audience. And they're honing in on specific channels to reach specific segments of their audience and tailoring the conversation to their needs and interests. Influencer content isn't just for the influencer feeds. Brands are bringing that content directly into their own feeds to further humanize their brand story and extend the value and reach of the influencer partnerships. Where LinkedIn was once the primary talent attraction tool, we're seeing brands across industries tap into TikTok as an employee engagement and talent attraction tool spotlighting their own people through TikTok-first formats that show a day in the life and an actual behind-the-scenes moments that show rather than tell how they bring projects and products to life. We're also seeing some consumer brands really effectively leveraging real-world scenes and scenarios that capture attention and 
Reactive content is starting to play a bigger role where brands move quickly to capitalize on news and political moments and weighing in on what it means for their audience from their perspective. They're taking creative liberties with cultural moments like the Grammys or the Super Bowl where they break away from traditional brand guidelines to put their spin on it and in order to further insert themselves into cultural conversations, ride the coattails of broader themes, and to relate to their audiences at a deeper level. Uh, so these predictions really came to life across social channels, and I think we'll see more of this in new shapes and forms as we go into the new year. Wonderful. Thanks for such a great overview of that, Nancy, and completely agree with you on TikTok. And then especially the reactive content definitely pulled through for 2024. So now, now that we've done that, now that we've covered the past, let's fast forward to the future to speak on our social predictions so, Nancy, would you please give us a recap on what our 2024 predictions covered from a social lens? We tap into the creative and forward-looking minds of all of our team, registered across the globe, and we invite them to share their ideas for a prediction. We tap into monitoring, social listening to gauge what's dominating conversations now to find the red threads of what will carry these conversations into the next year. There's countless brainstorms and mind-sharing sessions where we collectively reflect and look ahead. And then we stress test each prediction to consider the global landscape and looking beyond just traditional PR, social marketing, to what will broadly impact how we work, communicate, and what will inspire and prompt engagement. So now looking at social specifically, well, prediction number three in the report, Generative IRL, IRL being the popular acronym for in real life, and then meaning generative AI. Interest on this topic of how to use AI grew by 550% we saw from Hootsuite. Brands are already testing and playing with tools that enable sharper, bigger outputs in smaller amounts of time. And Red, we're already having fun with Adobe Suite's new updates to optimize this podcast by removing any random background noises or the random stumbles or ums like I just did. And then brands like Sephora are already using AI to drive deeper engagement with its consumers through AI chatbots that provide personalized beauty recommendations. We're seeing Netflix use AI-driven machine learning technology to provide personalized content recommendations based on our preferences. But AI will come to the masses, and as the year progresses, there'll be more testing and playing to find efficiencies and replacing text, building ads, and testing new ideas. It'll integrate into social strategies as a new format that enables high-impact content creation efficiently, which creates an open runway for creators to really build campaigns and always-on content that's driven by AI-designed content and that stands out, grabs attention, and engages target audiences. So where we already see brands mocking up billboards and signage to insert themselves into real life situations, we think we'll see this go much further, become much more tangible for brands where they're immersing consumers in their brand experience in a deeper and much more authentic way. Last year, it was Barbie, L'Oreal that all really wowed us with their out-of-home CGI experiences, which were epic. But this year, it'll become much closer to home, right in the palm of your hands, right in your feet. Completely agree with you on AI to the masses. You know, when we did our AI-related episode last year, I think that people were definitely a lot more nervous. It was getting people a lot more introduced to AI. 
And this year we're introduced to AI. And I think that people are finally starting to more than dip their toes and they're starting to dive in to how this can help them in their creative processes. Yeah, sure. And there's a, a ton of to still talk about and still learn. And you're right. In the past year, there was a lot of fear of the unknown and the implications and the ethics of using AI. But now we're seeing it incorporated into our everyday tools, the Adobe suite that creatives leverage. So it is becoming something of a standard that we'll be able to apply much more frequently and with greater ease. So now, Audrey, turning to you as our resident influencer guru, we would love to learn more about our influencer-related predictions for 2024. Yeah. So one of the trends we included in the report that we're seeing is the rise of this next wave of young content creators, minfluencers, as we're calling them. And I'll explain that name in a moment. But this is Gen Alpha, which I confirmed to be a Google search this morning, born between 2010 and 2025. So right now, ages 13 and below, who have really grown up with social media and Uniquely, they're the first generation where being a content creator has been a viable career since they were born. So very digitally connected. Some of these influencers have come to become influencers on their own, while some have followed in the footsteps of their famous parents. On the latter, thinking Penelope Disick, daughter of Kourtney Kardashian, or Bryn Hoppy, daughter of Bethany Frankel. Both are essentially their mom's mini-me's, which is where we get that minfluencer term. And they've already amassed decent followings on social. So why are these minfluencers so important for brands to understand? Number one, these younger influencers are already and will continue to drive the trends, some of which Nancy just spoke to, that lo-fi, real-world, user-generated content and that relatable content and voice from brands. Number two, for brands whose target customer or audience skews younger, social media is where these audiences live. About half of Gen Alpha first hear about brands via YouTube, and just under half of Gen Z first hear about brands on Instagram or TikTok. So if this is your customer base, it's important to be present on those platforms, both from an owned and influencer standpoint. You do need to consider, though, that there are different rules at play with younger set of influencers, the children's online privacy protection rule, child labor laws in your area, as well as your own brand's responsible marketing practices. One other thing to keep in mind is that you'll most likely be working with the parents or the agents for these young influencers. Yeah, the iPad kids, they're about to take over, truly. <laughs> exactly. I think they they really are. They're going to be taking over. These are kids that have grown up or will be growing up with AR and VR. So augmented reality, just part of their reality. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with and already are, as we can see. So as the both of you read through our 2024 predictions, we want to know what specifically jumped out to you and why. So Nancy, we'd love for you to get us started off here. Most definitely the Raging 20s. You said at the top of the conversation this past year had been chaos. And that was on the heels of a pandemic, which is how we broke into the 20s. Who could forget that? With as much time as we all spend on social, it feels impossible to escape the discourse and the 
the negativity in our feeds, but there's opportunity to break through by eliciting emotion and appealing to audiences to turn frustration and anger into passion and action. We've seen Nike do this. We've seen Dove do it masterfully. And brands that show empathy and recognize what their consumers are feeling and what their pain points are, are the ones that will win their hearts. Absolutely. Yes. I also loved the term the raging 20s. I think that that just fits perfectly. And now, Audrey, we'd love to hear from you on what resonated with you. Yeah. Well, I'm glad two different trends jumped out to Nancy and I. For me, one of the trends that really jumped out is redefining personalization. So this trend is about how personalization will become a journey that brands embark on with their customers versus just being an endpoint. And I do think that's something we've seen increase over the years, especially post-COVID. People are craving that personalized experience and that personal connection to brands. On the influencer side, this has essentially manifested into a craving for authentic sponsored content. So consumers are smart. They don't want to be sold things. They want to see an influencer's personal experience with a brand and conversely want to be able to picture their own unique personalized experience with that brand. And we, this is something we account for in our influencer campaigns. While, of course, our objectives and call to action may carry from one partnership to the next, we know it's more effective when we can truly collaborate with an influencer allow them to share their own story with the product or service, and then loop in any key points we're looking to share with their audiences, but you know, making that personal connection clear from the upfront. For example, one of the campaigns we're running right now is for a beloved consumer product that one typically uses in their home with kids or even adults when they are sick. Our prompt is for parent influencers to share about their personal experiences with the product. You know, perhaps their mom or their grandparent used this product with them when they were little kids and not feeling well, and now show how they are using it with their kids today. So tapping into that emotional connection really translates better than scripted talking points. Thank you so much, Audrey. I love where you talked about People, they, they really don't want to be sold to. And you can definitely see this. I think influencers on TikTok in particular are really have become really masterful at doing this. And some ways that we're seeing that they're doing this is playing off of trends as a hook to get people, you know, invested and in. And then also speaking to people like they're on FaceTime. But truly, like there are some where you're like, you've tricked me, but you're, <laughs> you're, you're invested now. Like it's, it's entertaining. Exactly. Alrighty. So very sadly, we must bring this discussion to a close. So to wrap things up, I would love to know what is one piece of advice that you would both share with brand marketers and communicators as we head into 2024? Audrey, we'd love for you to get us started. Yeah. My piece of advice would be to keep an eye on that upcoming generation of young content creators. You know, even if your target demographic is not Gen Alpha or Gen Z right now, eventually these kids are going to get older and they may become your audience. So learning right now about what this new generation that has really grown up in the digital era on social media, understanding what they gravitate toward, what turns them off, 
that's really going to benefit your marketing strategy in the long run. Yeah, agreed with that. They're really impacting and forming culture and setting the trends. So absolutely need to be paying attention there. I know. Move over, Gen Z. It's like we had our, our time in the spotlight for one brief shining moment. But yeah, now now we're taking it to Gen Alpha. Uh, and, and Nancy, going to yours, what are your final thoughts here? Yeah, I think most brands have a proactive social strategy, but I think uh, we need to be looking at what are our reactive opportunities to really break in and show consumers that we have our fingers on the pulse of culture and what's happening and to play an active role in those conversations is really where brands break through and create those relative threads and create opportunities to connect with their target audiences at a deeper level and in an authentic way. So step away from those tried and true brand guidelines that we hold so close and dear to our hearts and that we treat like a playbook every day and explore the creative opportunities to tap into those moments to really break out. Yeah. And speaking of younger audiences, those reactive opportunities, I mean, that's that's the, the entertainment that we were talking about earlier that they're really craving. Indeed. Indeed. So thank you both so much for joining us on the podcast today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I know that our listeners are going to be leaving this discussion with lots of food for thought on how they can go forward with their brand, social, and influencer strategies in 2024. And to our listeners, we will be having our Havas Red 2024 predictions linked in the show notes, where in addition to social and influencer predictions that we touched on today, you can explore so much more, including the evolution of brand storytelling, curiosity as a competitive advantage, the perils of personalization, the fate of corporate purpose, and the collective anger of the 2020s, and last but not least, the belated prioritization of women's health. So Nancy and Audrey, we hope to have you on the show again soon, of course. Uh, And thanks again so much for lending your time and your expertise to the podcast. Thank you for having us. Pleasure, Laura. Thanks. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can subscribe to the show using your favorite podcasting app, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Please don't forget to rate and review the show to let us know how we're doing. We hope you'll join us again for more of the latest communications insights and trends from the team at Havas Red. We'll see you again soon.